Hi, my name's Dan, I'm here with my good friend G, and this is a very special off-season episode of the Wrong Football NFL Podcast. I've got lists of my lists. Hello and welcome to season four of the uh, the Wrong Football NFL podcast. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we we've been off for uh, well since the since the Super Bowl. We thought uh, we thought you know we thought plenty had gone on. It was probably probably about time we had an episode, didn't we, Jay? Yeah, it was probably about you. Um, what with there being a little bit of news coming come down the pike over the last um, um, few weeks or few days, <laughs> I, I've lost track of when free agency started. It's just been madness. It's been crazy. It's basically it's just it's been a, it's been a huge game of musical chairs, and nobody plays for anyone that they played for last year. So yeah, it's um, we we thought it was uh, it was worth doing. And also, we've got a uh, a special guest later on the podcast this uh, this evening. So uh, yeah, Ooh. we're going to be talking to uh, to Russ Hadfield from uh, from. Uh, British flag American football team, uh, the Nottingham Bears. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Something we've not uh, not really touched on really in the in the over many years we've been doing the podcast is uh, is the British game. So uh, yeah, that'll be uh, should be should be quite uh, quite interesting. I think. Yes, our, our first ever interviewee. It's all rather well, exciting. Not really. I mean, we've we've interviewed. Uh, a, uh, a Super Bowl winner. A Super Bowl winner. Yes, I mean, uh, yeah. Well done. Sorry. <laughs> First interviewee um, via remote technology. That, yes. that might be a better way of putting yeah, that's it. That, that's, a, that's an excellent point that you've you've just chopped me down at the knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's you? How's your off season been? You've been uh, you've been all right, Jay. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been kind of um, the Bengals Twitter meltdown adjacent rather than involved. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, the 48 hours between um, Lionel Collins getting cut by the um, Cowboys and him sort of signing on to um, the Bengals and the will he, won't he, has he been cited, has he been, um, you know, has he had to stay over with... Um, <laughs> With Joe Burrow, oh Miami have said that he's left. No, he hasn't. He's he's at the, the, the local mall. It's all been a bit crazy there. So I've been, I've not been fully, fully like going crazy on it. But I have, I must admit, checked Twitter a few times to just find out yeah. what's going on. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, with, without further ado, we probably uh, we're probably best to uh, to get into the uh, the, the goings on in free, in free agency. And and like I say, it has been a huge one. It's been a real busy. Busy, busy time. This um, I don't even know what to headline with if I'm perfectly honest, because there's so many deals and things that have happened. There's a couple of players who have, have stayed where they are. So people like Aaron Rodgers um, has Aaron Rodgers has, has, has signed a, a is it four year deal? I think it was a four year deal, wasn't it? With uh, with with yeah, with but it's one there. of those ones where you need to be careful about quoting money in yeah. years because there's some funny business going on. A couple of people, yeah, and someone has suggested that you know it's definitely there for like next season, but you know, hold your breath, which yeah. I, I'm not sure I can fo- cope with again. And, um, and uh, also, also Tom Brady managed to stay retired for a total of forty days, forty two days, something like that. Um, and now is now is back under uh, under centre in uh, in Tampa, uh, to the delight of nobody outside of Tampa, um, <laughs> especially myself. <laughs> you you were excessively grumpy. Um, I mean, I kind of think I know where the headline 
should be, but it's not a fun story, yeah, so I'm, I don't I'm, know if you want to... I know what you mean, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking the same. So go on then, headline then would, would probably be Deshaun Watson. Um, so Deshaun Watson uh, was obviously link, been linked with the uh, the Dolphins for a long while last season. Uh, he didn't play all last season under uh, after because of, uh, a number, I think it was 22 uh, indecent uh, sexual, well, allegations anyway. Um, he has been traded to the to the Browns from the Texans. Um it's a four or five year deal. Two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. Um there's all sorts of wrong with this. Um where where do you start, Jay? Um I guess I start with um how do I start this? I think the this has been dragged on for a while. There's twenty-two civil suits, there are further allegations out there, and there are sort of corroborating um examples given by people who aren't involved yeah. in any you know in the big lawsuit. I think the big trigger that's made things move this offseason, we we discussed it during the season near trade deadline because the dolphins were heavily linked and that fell through and you were understandably deeply concerned about it the trick of something happening this offseason seems to be that the grand jury in texas heard a bunch of evidence um a bunch of of, um submitted evidence and they interviewed one person again and they decided that there wasn't grounds to move forward with the criminal court cases of which i think there were like nine or ten so this seemed to be the the go signal for the NFL franchises who were needy of a qu- uh, enough at quarterback and desperate enough to have a little bidding. Let's war. remember that so, doesn't make him innocent, by the way. Let's uh, let's just throw that in there. I was coming back to that in a minute. <laughs> I had, believe me, I hadn't forgotten that. I was picking on the NFL companies, but we'll circle back to back to the state his legal status in a moment because um, it was gone to this strange situation where. Fairly quickly, it became apparent that it was the Browns, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons that were involved yes, in yeah. in in basically trying to make a move with the Texans. Uh, this strange situation where Watson barely signed a new contract with Houston, then fell out with the front office, demanded a trade, and then the allegations hit. Um, so we're in this weird situation where because he has um, because he has a, a no trade clause and the Texans are understandably desperately trying to get rid of him, he was able to negotiate um, with all these teams. And even before we got to the signing, there was it was destabilising things in Cleveland because uh, Baker Mayfield had been told that... Um, that they'd take a run at like a top tier quarterback, but you know, they would get back to him. And I think what well, I wonder how much this reaction have come on, you know, I won our first playoff game in forever and I played injured last year was that, and how much it was what, hang on a minute, this guy, the one with all the sexual assault allegations. Um, so the, it, it, it was like this weird thing where where the Browns were were indicated like they were out the running and, and that they weren't going to get him. And then they came back with this super offer where they've given him a fully guaranteed five-year contract extension, I believe, which is like something like $80 million larger than the next nearest fully guaranteed Absolutely contract. Absolutely crazy, yeah. And they're like handing over like three number ones and various other picks – and, and this is where we start getting really icky, that this contract s- structure is such that he's basically on the, only getting like a salary of $1 million oh, next this, year this to essentially minimise any, any, any money lost through a possible su- suspension. Because yeah. what we know so far is that 
the 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 criminal case in Texas didn't pass muster, but these cases are notoriously difficult to um, um, try. It's a failure in our system, and when I say our system, because it's not like Britain is that much better than the states. Um, these there are twenty two. Um, plaintiffs in civil courts uh we have other people going on and this also seems to be a certain evidence of um escalating behavior so and i've heard nothing to persuade me think that um he might have learned from this he's been very defiant and kind of nothing's happened it was all consensual and if you dig into these stories and it doesn't take much googling to find out credible bits by sports illustrated etc I still find it. I'm not surprised because sports, millions of dollars, people are competitive. But when you hear that the lawyer running, you know, who's sort of coordinating for these 22 civil suits hasn't heard from any of the teams, really, what careful investigation have we done? It just feels like teams have gone, he's an incredible talent that's distressed and we can get hold of him. And what they're betting on is that we'll forget in 18 months when he starts winning games and that it'll go away. And it's pretty... It just feels wrong that he's got this amazing yeah. deal and this structure off the back of these allegations. And the Browns fans are not happy. There was, and I, I, I completely understand it because I, I, that's it's, it's how I felt when we were being linked with him. There's, there are Browns fans that are dumping the team basically, saying I can't follow the team with him at quarterback, and I completely, completely get it. Yeah, I mean, it's we have to be careful that Twitter is not like a full sample of society. No, no, it's no. interesting no. listening to some of the. Cleveland um, and sort of sports people saying that they, they think it's sort of 50-50, but I, I can't think that it doesn't have an effect. Mm. And there's an awful lot of people who've put their reputations on the line because, you know, yeah. when you look at Eric Berry and Stefanski, yeah. they've tied themselves to this player. I wouldn't be comfortable doing it. I, absolutely not. And I think there are some some situations that are not worth the risk and some things that you have to take a stand on. That said, I have to be a little bit careful because, you know, we also have a running back who um, um, knocked out a woman uh, or at least punched her in a coffee shop uh, before he was drafted. And so there's there's no shortage when you start digging. But the level and the fact that it's a quarterback, the face of your franchise, and they talked about they wanted an adult in the room. And I'm really not sure that this is the adult that they should be going for. But it's just it's just a strange situation and i think i don't know if you have anything further to say or whether we can just keep this as a watching brief I, yeah um yeah a, and so. move on to other things the only thing might the one thing that the other thing that struck me that's sort of like particularly pertinent to us is um our, our, our friend the saints fan who was horrified last season um with the whole james winston thing and then watched the saints make another play for deshaun Watson and then has re-signed um 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 Jameis, I can't see them, you know, engaging with their team anytime soon. I can't and, so. and, and, you know, you look at the other three and it's just like, I wish it surprised me there were as many as four. I wonder how many more there were if if quarterback, you know, if, if there were more quarterback needy teams. But yeah. we seem to have moved quite a few recently. But Absolutely. yeah, let's, shall we move on to the other moves? Let's, I mean, yeah, I mean, staying, staying in Cleveland, they have also, they've also signed, they've signed Jacoby Brissett from the Dolphins, who will be, will be cover if he does, if, if Watson does get suspended for a number of games, which is what the, the, you know, is being talked about. Uh, they've also signed Amari Cooper. Um, they've traded they've traded him from the from the Cowboys, um, which is a pretty pretty good uh, good trade in in, in uh, for a for a, for a twenty twenty two fifth round draft pick and a swap of their sixth rounders. So that's I think that's pretty pretty decent value getting Amari Cooper for that. Um, yeah, so they've they've not done they've not done too badly other outside of that. But you know they're going to be 
their the, the cap's going to be going to be seriously hit by that uh, that massive contract for a long while now. I think. Um, I mean, they had the they had the roster to do, to do it, but we'll see how many games he actually gets to play. Yeah, and you yeah. know how combustible that situation ends up being in the locker room. Yeah, because you know I'm sure. I mean, we've seen. Um, other people commenting, you know, in the NFL community, and I'm sure not everybody is just going to embrace him because he's a talented quarterback. No. We shall have to see. Um, the other, the other big quarterback. There's been a few quarterback moves, and especially actually in the last, in the last couple of days. Actually, they all sort of kind of happened all in, in very quick succession. But one of the the earlier moves was was Russell Wilson, uh, who moved from the Seahawks to the Broncos. Um, with with Drew Locke going the other way, along with along with a couple of other who else went? There was a couple of other players went as well, didn't they? It was if if you let me scroll down to the Seahawks, I will find out. But it, it, I know it's a toe's end, and I won't say Noah Fant. Um, yes, I think it was and, Noah Fant. Yeah, and and that and I was right. <laughs> so yeah, Noah Fant went the other way, in and, some and Shelby Harris as well. Mm. So yeah, but it's, it's, it's yeah that was a that was a big move. Russell, you know, a uh, big one for, for for Russell Wilson. They also they they dropped on the same day. Um, they dropped. Um, um, Name is completely escaping me, <laughs> and, and, and because it's escaping you, uh, Bobby Wagner. That's the one. I, I am ninety-seven percent certain exactly, they're exactly amazing I mean. linebacker. Yeah, on the same on the same. <laughs> and day. the worst thing is that I think he found out via Twitter. He did as well. Which, given you know how and what an amazing career he's had and how important he's been out. for that locker room, it, yeah, it, 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 you know, it's it's not great, is it? Let's be honest. No. Um, I'm guessing they're going for a reset. Um, well, they have to way. be with with the, with the trade of Russell Wilson. Um, I mean, it's interesting because he goes from there's been quite a lot of positive talk about the. Um, the skills position in in Denver, and that Russell Wilson will have a line that might not be like the best in the league, but will be considerably better than yeah. one he's used with the Seahawks in recent seasons. Um, there's a pretty decent pair of receivers for Drew Locke to throw to, but um, you know he will have not a great line to operate behind. So yeah. it feels like they will need to run the ball and run the ball effectively. And I guess this is. Um, to a certain extent, Pete Carroll getting his way, except that, you know, he's a 70-something-year-old coach. I mean, he's full of energy. He's probably got more energy than me, so I'm certainly not saying he should retire. Right? Pete Carroll's not in his but 70s. I, yeah, he is. Is he? <laughs> you do surprise me. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to look that now, up now because you're, <laughs> um, you're freaking me out, but um, <laughs> I'm sure he is. <laughs> he is 70, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't think didn't know that. Yeah, if I if I could have his energy when I'm seventy, doing, you know, yeah, I would be well very there. happy. He's doing very well. Yeah, yeah. But um definitely going in for for, for something of a rebuild. Um and I I mean we've talked a little bit about um the less than wonderful trade that they made, um for Jamal Adams, who's an interesting player, but not really worth two first round picks. And I think that's hamstrung them a bit. And to be honest, it's been a while apart from, um, getting DK Metcalf. When was the last time that they really nailed a draft pick? It after they set up the Legion of Boom and had that amazing run. It feels like it's been a long while since they've drafted consistently. And you all go through ups and downs nobody has has like an amazingly consistent draft record but um i I will be very curious um how they do in their division given some of the other moves but equally 
given that one of the themes seems to be that the AFC is becoming the conference of death, <laughs> maybe they'll be able to sneak something into the playoffs. Yeah, but, I, was, um, I was I was kind of hoping that the, the Dolphins could be traded to the NFC. I don't, I'm not quite <laughs> sure how to how to arrange for that. You had mentioned that, and I, I wasn't quite sure. Yeah. What mechanics you were thinking? I, I, you know, uh, Miami is fairly East Coast, so um, I, I, what you're hoping to swap with, like the um, New York Giants or something? Yeah, yeah, we'll go in that division. That division's rubbish. We'll go. <laughs> we'll go in that one. Yeah, I'm not sure it works like that. Other than, I think some teams did try conference when they had the. You know, when they went from three divisions to four. Yeah. I've got a funny me feeling they might have moved a couple of teams around, but now so, I'm going to yeah. have to like look that up from years ago. But yeah, yeah I, I, I think short of you know expansion teams, the odds are not good on that, oh, and I'm afraid you're going to have to deal with the Bills, who um, made something of a move. I don't know if you want to mention them next. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're uh, you're talking about uh, Von Miller. Uh, yes, and, and, and the fact the that the Bills continuing to um, operate sort of. Under the radar in that they're not one of these teams that everybody sits there and goes, oh, wow, they've done huge, big trades all the time. But obviously, a couple of um, um, seasons ago, they did that rare thing where they drafted Stefan Diggs and the Vikings used that pick to draft uh, um, Jefferson and everybody was made better. Um, yeah. They sort of were nibbling around the corners and then suddenly land Von Miller to solve their pass rushing problems. Um and, you know, O.J. Howard as a tight end is, is looking like a good deal. And suddenly it's like, you know what? They're looking kind of frightening um, and just, you know, have signed a couple of backup quarterbacks. Jacks now that um, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, and I'm sorry for that little <laughs> thing. That, that, that's Gavin's moment of, of thought, even though the note is right there in front of him. So um, it, it's going to be one of those things that's... Um, I feel like they have really stepped on and I'm not sure the Rams have and I'm hoping the Dolphins bounce back but how do you feel about the Dolphins off-season shall we say not good um, <laughs> yeah we've, we've we've not really done that we've signed we've you know we've we've taken we've got a couple we've got a, uh we've, we at one point we had our uh, we had the biggest uh cap, largest cap space in the league uh, we mm -hmm. we then signed a fullback. Um, I did explain to you about uh, the fullback, and yeah, that's no. important for for the offense that you run. Look, I'm a, for, I'm a, a former fullback, bit? so I, I have I have you know I have I have feelings for fullbacks, but in, in the modern game, we've also you say the modern game. Look what 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 they do with 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 them in for, in, in forty nine is remember that's the system he's yeah, coming from. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, we, it has to be said. I kind of like um, the Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert signings. I mean, if you're going to put in that kind of 49er system, having, you know, I think they're useful additions without being ridiculous money for, yeah. for running backs. And Teddy Bridgewater is a massively overqualified backup. And so given Tua has had some injury problems, you know, I like that. There seems to be an awful lot of linebackers signed. <laughs> and what we've both discussed a bit is you've signed a guard, yeah, Have you signed a guard? No. No, no. We're, yeah. We, 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 we're, in, we're sort of in the market for one. Um, I can't remember the, his name. Um, Connor Williams. We, no, there's another guy. We're, uh, oh, we're, two. Uh, we're, we're in the market for um, from the Saints. 
his name begins with A, and I can't remember his name. Uh, it'll come to me. But we, yeah, it was, we've been talking to him for about three days, and we've not signed. We've not. We've not wrapped anything up yet, and I think everybody's starting to. Uh, uh, Armstead, get a little um, antsy. Yeah, Taron Armstead. Yeah. Um, everyone is starting to, uh, to to start get a bit, a bit twitchy because uh, yeah, we we really need, we really we really really need a better line. Um, yeah. Because at the minute it's yeah it's not it's not good enough. What we have done, oh. yeah, we've kept Mike Gasicki, which is good. We put the franchise tag on him. Um, yeah. And Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, yeah, that's a, ends, that's a biggie as well. Yeah, yeah. Because um, at one point it looked like Emmanuel Ogba might be walking, so that was a that was a very good move. I'm very pleased with that. Um, but yeah, we've not really been making big splashes. Let's let's put it that way. You, on the other hand, have have basically signed a hell of an offensive line. I mean, it's not like we've gone out and. Sp- spent top dollar for everybody but what we've done and what you almost need is not so much necessarily that you need to have a top five in every position because the line is a group but what you need is no bad players and the combination of Ted Karras the centre from centre guard from Patriots that they're predicting will play centre Alex Kappa from the Bucks and Lyle Collins from the Cowboys is a significant upgrade and um, by the time you're looking at having Jonah Williams stay at left tackle and somebody out of the young players we picked yesterday and I don't know if we'll sign somebody else or draft somebody but it does feel like that the mission statement was to upgrade the line after what happened to Borough last season and they've pretty much done that they managed to keep BJ Hill they were hoping they might be able to sign Ogba as well and retain both the free technique um, defensive tackles Ogba's failed his um, his physical at at the Bears who'd offered him a ridiculous amount of money which I feel so sorry for so I'm kind of curious where he'll land now Um, they franchise Jesse Bates but you know generally uh, we you know it was a shame to lose um to lose our tight end and, and, and watch him go. But Hayden Hurst is, you know, a pretty good um, uh, uh, sort of like, stand, you know, temporary stand-in and was talk about this being a good draft. So, you know, the fact that um, much as I think everybody would have um, liked to have kept, kept him, um, I mean... He, he, there was a couple of extra million and, um, you know, I'm not sure I would sign for the, for the Jets when you've um, <laughs> no just... But you know, it's CJ Uzoma. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't begrudge him the extra money. And he's, he's not. A, I mean, he's, he's more than us. But you know, it's a short career, so you've got to maximise your, um, your your money when you can. Yeah, definitely. That, that's it. It's uh, it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those with the having with the sort of wandered from Seattle into our teams, the Bills and um, things. Should we go back to quarterback roulette? As yeah. we had like the second wave. Yeah. So so we've had so. Matt Ryan was obviously not very happy with the uh, the fact that the uh, that the Browns were talking to uh, uh, to to sorry that uh, sorry that the Falcons were talking to Watson, um, and he decided to put a trade request in. Uh, he's ended up going to the Colts. Um, this is because the Colts have traded went to um, the went Washington to the Commanders. Commanders. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it, it really is. It's all it's all changed, isn't it? Um, uh, James Winston. Um, has he's in uh, New Orleans? I, th- I believe you might have just anglicised him from Jameis. So yes, he's just resigned to the Saints once once they failed to sign um, uh, uh, Watson. Yeah, 
Um, who else was there? Who else were missing out of the... Uh, out of the uh, uh, Mitchell Mitch Trubisky signed by the Steelers. Yes. And you know what? I don't hate that from a price point. Because when it when the there was like they didn't announce it and there was from ha ha and it was fairly early. But you know, as a stand-in, two years, 14.25. If there's somebody they like that's developmental, you know, uh, yeah. he can he can start, you know, he might have learned from the Bills last season. There's there's some links to his time in, in, in the Bears. In, in Pittsburgh, and they've been sort of rejigging their um, offense and signed a couple of lo- uh, of guards. It, you know, I'm not saying they're going to magically be competitive, and and the Bears, but by the time they're looking at sort of sort of the Ravens with Jackson, um, obviously Burrow at the Bengals, and possibly Watson if he's on the field for the Browns. Uh, the Steelers, I don't think they're capable of not being competitive with Mike Tomlin, but this is kind of a. a, a it's a sensible middle path where they try and find a long-term replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. So it, yeah. it, it sort of, it, it does make sense. It doesn't set the pulse rating, but you know, it's kind of a canny bit of business. A few other biggies. Uh, we've got people like uh, Devontae Adams. I don't think we've mentioned yet. Um, when... I, I think we've, I think we've undersold this. Yeah, because, because this, um, is a big, this is a big move for this one. Well, not only is it a big move, but it's kind of the politics of it's interesting because obviously we've had all this brouhaha about Aaron Rodgers and then he gets this huge deal. Yeah. Um, and a couple and of days then, later. like, was it like 24, 48 hours yeah. later, suddenly Devontae Adams, who said, I will not play on the franchise tag, suddenly is being traded to um, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, uh, the, the, uh, the Vegas Raiders, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that, it, that's what, that one obviously is gonna, just going to take time to oh, sit. It always, it always does. I'm still calling the, the Chargers San Diego, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. I think that's a big move for them. I think that gives, you know, that, that, I mean, Vegas Raiders last year were a bit neither here nor there. They, they needed some, you know, they needed some, some, some proper targets really for, um, for, for Derek Carr, I think Devontae Adams is going to fit in really well. Well, here's the thing: you say that obviously they've got Darren and Waller and Hunter Renfro, but obviously with the series of awful events they had in the receiver room, Waller spent um, a lot of the year injured. To be fair, I think that's it. What they didn't have really have was anyone to take the top off, and and, and Devontae Adams can just do everything, and and you certainly can imagine it does feel like um, the reset with the new head coach and obviously McDaniels coming from, from, um, from, from New England, we saw what he was able to do yeah. with um, an incredibly um, physical receiver in, in Randy Moss. Uh, I'd say Devontae Adams is, a, is, is more of a technician perhaps, but you know, I feel like offensively they could be pretty damn scary, but they have been historically anyway. I think the key thing for them, and you'll have heard me say this for the last few seasons, but perhaps with the new regime there, they stand a chance of turning it around, is if they can get the defence to just be respectably average, it doesn't even need to be good. If you look at their you know, their record over the last seasons, the special teams and the defence were that bad. Yeah. that it, you, know, you Really, you need to get to respectable, like low 20s, and suddenly they're back in the playoffs and, mm-hmm. and, and being scary. And it's interesting that um, I did not know that um, Devontae Adams played with um, Derek Carr in, at, at college. Um, I, I really respected Derek Carr, uh, how he held that team together. Um, I thought it was interesting that their head coach didn't get a longer look for um 
for, for staying on because I thought he did an impressive job in holding them together and getting to the playoffs as well. But um, I, I think they could make more noise than we were perhaps expecting, except for, my God, that division. I mean, because, you know, now... <laughs> yeah, that, divi- that division is a little bit crazy. Yeah, um, so you, let's go through the quarterbacks. Back to the division before we get to the rest of it. So you've got Derek Carr, you've got Russell Wilson. Yeah. You, you've got um, Justin Herbert and the fact that the Chargers, and we probably ought to do them, them next. Um, and then obviously just a minor matter of Patrick Mahomes, who keeps getting to the, you know, the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. Oh, Patrick I, Mahomes, it, I thought you were going to go with Chad Henney in uh, in <laughs> I mean, you know, respect Chad Henney if he's still getting paychecks, but you know. Yeah, yeah somehow still making $2 million a year. Um, but, you know, yeah. I mean, but we've, we've kind of not buried another Lee, but another of the big defensive moves, they, um, the, the Chargers signed JC Jackson from the um, Patriots. They've traded for Khalil Mack to sit, stick him next to Joey Bosa. It's sort of kind of reminiscent to me of having that secondary pass rusher next to your already established star like they yeah. did with um, Von Miller in uh, in with the Rams Rams and Aaron Donald. So um, it feels like they've made enough moves on defense that they can take a step forward. They've signed a couple of defensive tackles, you know, a good draft. And suddenly the Chargers, you know, who were looking pretty good last season and have, you know, a defensive coordinator turned first year head coach last season. You know, I I feel like they could take a step forward with the right off season. Yeah. Um, The other one that I had uh, on on my list was to uh, talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, yes. He has uh, moved, he's just a one-year deal from uh, uh, from the Steelers uh, to Kansas City um, cause, because, of course, uh, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes needed more people to throw to. Um, yeah. Have you seen the, 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 um, the like, contract? Because you've got, like, the headline figure. It's something like only 3.75 million guaranteed, I say only. But Is for a all? player of his age, yeah. I'm really surprised by that. And clearly, with the contract, he, you know, going back to the Steelers last season and then the Chiefs, he's clearly a player who right now is um, um, prioritising winning over necessarily maximising his earnings. Because I'm sure... Yeah, yeah, you would have thought that. Yeah, but also you would have thought that a player of his ability and age would have got, you know, would would have been able to get a couple of years at, at, at a couple of amount of money because you know I feel like like having turned all this positivity and with an eye to to an interview, I feel like we might want to turn to one of the teams that I think have split opinion, shall we say, in their off season moves. Go on then. Well, just um, one of the thing early contracts has had a lot of people um, oh. scratching their head. You know where I'm going, don't you? You, you You've suddenly caught caught up with this. Is another receiver in Christian Kirk who signed for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, The headline figure you get is um, four years for 72 million contract, but that's a 37 million fully guaranteed. But that still seems quite a contract um, given his role in that um, offense. And he's not that he's a bad receiver, but he's mainly a slot player. And it feels like the Jaguars have gone quite aggressive at a number of opinions. I mean, you know, uh, they've signed Brandon Sheriff from the Commanders for three years, 49 and a half. Uh, I have a nasty feeling because we're working from the free agency tracker that these will be like the full contract figures and not not the bits and pieces. But it, it feels like they've thrown around a fair bit of fairly large money. And it feels like they've been overpaying for 
a certain amount of competence, but I'm not sure how much that moves them on in the grand scheme of things. Um, I'll be interested yeah. to see how they draft, and it just feels like they need a stable year uh, of building. Um, I'm not expecting anything to turn around, but you know, it, it's it. <laughs> It, it just feels like the Jacksonville spend a lot of money in free agency, and I just I just wonder if um, with their, their GM and the fact they haven't moved it, how different the results will be until they perhaps uh, uh, get things sorted. But, you know, I feel like um, having a head coach of the experience of Doug Peterson should give them a leg up, but... <laughs> I just wonder. I just wonder about the front office of that team, and 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 it's going to be a, a big rebuild, and I'm not sure that's the way to do it. But we shall see. Right before we go and talk to uh, to, to our, our good friend Ross, is anything anyone else you want to very very quickly highlight? No, I, I think I've gone through my entire list of, of players <laughs> now. Um, uh, you know, we can mention that Jacob, that Mariota was the only other a quarterback who signed with oh, the Falcons, yes. having so Matt Ryan. But honestly, um, yeah. I think we have covered everything at this point. We, I know, think so. we can cover Robert Woods and Alan Robinson at another time. We, I just, I just know that, that whatever we do, as soon as we press stop on this record. Uh, somewhat um, a massive deal will go through. So I mean, I mean, I don't know how many podcasts you've listened to in the last ten days, but honestly, for poor pros who have to do that, you know, who are trying to keep up, <laughs> and even they were, you know, recording every day and tearing their hairs out. So yeah, it, it's been an interesting time, so yeah. shall we say? Right. Shall we go and do an interview? Yeah. Why not? G and I have been uh, we've been talking uh, about NFL for about six years now on and off on uh, on this podcast. But uh, one thing we've never done really is talk about uh, the the huge football scene here in the UK. And uh, our guest today plays flag football for the uh, the Nottingham Bears. Uh, he's also a huge Denver Broncos fan, but let's not hold that against him. It's uh, Mr. Russell Hadfield. How are you doing, Russell? One of my favourite people is a Broncos fan. So, so you know, I will have no, 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 no slander against the Broncos to start our, our, our interview for our first British football guest. You behave yourself, sir. How are you doing, Russ? You okay? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Not too bad at all. Thanks. Not too bad. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time out to uh, to come and have a have a chat. I thought it was uh, yeah. We thought it was, it was high time we we talked about uh, the British the British side of uh, American football and uh, and obviously with you being uh, being part of that it was uh, it was a yeah good uh, good chance to get you on um regular listeners will probably have not, uh, heard us mentioned Russ before Russ uh, Russ and I work together so uh, yeah we've uh, we, we talk American football quite a lot, probably more than we should, but uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll that's, that's that's fine. So um, let's 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 kick off. Tell us uh, tell us about yourself. How did you uh, how did you get into football? What's your what's your your football story? What's your what's your first memory of, of football and, and how you got into it? Well, I'm, I'm probably relatively boring compared to what most of your listeners who uh, <laughs> who are into football. Um, I've only I'm relatively new to to American football. Um, I mean, we started following it since 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my my first football story is, is well, it's fairly fairly kind of boring, really. I mean, I, I went on holiday to, to the states back in twenty thirteen, in November twenty thirteen, and um, that was pretty much when I got interested in football. And, and the reason yeah. was um, we we met a we got my wife has a cousin who lives in who lives in Colorado, one coast fan, um, and he kind of got me into watching the the, the games over there um, in that year. Um, and that's kind of how it all started, really. I started having a bit of a, a curious um, interest in, in the sport from then on. Um, I think that, that, that season, I remember kind of following Peyton Manning for the first time. 
I think the Broncos good, good looked time, 13. Good times, good times to get into the Broncos. Though. I was going to say, that's yes, a hell of a first quarterback to pick yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, think, I think we did a, all right that season, got to the Super Bowl that season, if I recall. Yeah. Um, and then got thumped by the Seahawks. Um, so, and then in the right way. But yeah, that was my first kind of memory of the football, being in you've, the States, you've, you've watching the games. You've had more Super Bowl than I have. So, <laughs> <laughs> as has G now. Yeah. Well, the other the thing here is that it's sort of eerily prescient in in that that obviously my first Bengals season and falling in love was us going and losing to the um, 49ers for the second time. And so, you know, obviously there's something about a Brit watching, you know, picking a team and watching them get to the Super Bowl and lose that makes us fans for life. <laughs> I think that, that must be it. So, yeah, you've, been to, you've been to a few games over here since, haven't you? You've been, to, been down to Wembley and that, and that kind of thing. I have, yes, yeah. Um, I've been a few times down to Wembley. Always thoroughly enjoy it. It's always a great day out. Um, just the atmosphere down there is is just really good. Um, and yeah, just a just a great thing to be part of. I'm just, yeah. just grateful that, it's, that it happens in this country and we get a chance to go and see the games. Absolutely, that's it. And so, how did you get into flag? And how did you start? How did you start playing? So I got to a stage where I desperately needed to start being more active and. Right. Um, I didn't want to go down the usual route and start five-a-side football and all that sort of business. I wanted to start something different and having an interest in, in American football at that point, I thought, well, why not see if I can try and have a go at that? So literally, I did a bit of Googling, found um, some, some tips on local teams, or local to me, um, would be Nottingham, and just went and had a go um, and tried a bit of contact first. And uh, as Dan will vouch, I'm not, um, necessarily built for, for the contact game that <laughs> didn't go so well um, so I thought well I'll give Flag a go and if I don't, don't get on well with Flag then at least I've had a go um, and two sessions into to Flag I was signing up and really hooked on the game you loved it yeah excellent that's, uh, that's, that's it's good it's, 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 it's something I mean it's like I say, we've 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 not talked about any football really, really at all, really, like UK football in on, in the podcast. Let alone let alone flag, which is obviously very very different to to your standard your standard football. Um, other than the, than the obvious and it being obviously less contact and and you know the the, the 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 flag part. What's the what's the what's the the main differences would you say between between football and, and flag football? Yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so like I say, obvious is is that. Um, there's no contact and um, yeah. the, the players actually wear a, a flag belt uh, with two flags attached on the side of the hips. Um, and that's basically how you make a tackle in, in flag football. You, you pull the flag off the off the opponent's hip, which sounds easy, but at full game speed um, and particularly against very athletic players, it's not as easy as it looks. You're right. It does sound a lot easier than I would imagine it probably is. Yeah, I, I always get when I when I explain what I do and what I play and I explain that a bit to people, I always get kind of confused up thinking, really? Is that football? Yeah. But actually if you get you know, in that situation, it is very hard, um, yeah. much harder than it looks to to, to pull the flag. Mm. Um I'm sitting here trying to re- vaguely remembering playing touch rugby, you know, yes. like at, at school and, and and trying to get the two hands on the hips was such a nightmare. So just trying to yeah, grab a flask, a flask, a flag. I can totally see that being you know, like really tricky. That's exactly the analogy I use. If I kind of describe a sport to somebody, think of touch rugby yeah. and flag football is to American football what touch rugby is to rugby. It's that it's that kind of scenario. Um, but in terms of the, the differences, it's five v five. 
and that's the main format of the sport. Um, you do get all the kind of variations from 4v4 up to 9v9, but 5v5 is the internationally recognised competitive version. Um, it's played on a bit of a smaller pitch, so the pitch is only 70 yards by 25 yards wide. Makes sense, um, we'll only be in five on five, I suppose. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we do play down, so the difference is rather than going 10 yards at a time, because it's just a small four pitch, you've got four downs to get to the halfway line, and if you get to your halfway line within four downs, you get a fresh four downs to get to the end zone. Okay. Um, so it's basically, yeah. so it's two, it's, it's two drives. You get, to, you get two yes. drives. Yeah. Pretty okay. much, yeah, unless you get penalties, you get extra downs for penalties yeah. and what have you. Um it's uh, tangible halves, um, and um, we don't kick in if I could, well, there's, there's no kicking. So um, you basically start your 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 set of downs at your five yard line, mm. um, and you start there again on a turnover. Unless of course it's an interception, you, you start the play on the point of the interception. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apart from that, you know, the, that, other than that, the, the, the principles of a flag remain the same as, as the full contact game. It's all about gaining yards. Um, you've got your quarterback throwing, throwing balls and wide receivers and um, running backs and yeah. uh, a, a centre snaps the ball and, and defensive defensive plays as well. And you play multiple multiple positions at the same time, don't you? No, well, not at the same time, obviously. In the in, <laughs> sort of in the but in, in the same game, you might put play in multiple positions, I suppose, as well. Is that is that right? Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of flag um, because it's because it's a more simplified version of the sport. Um, you do get to try different positions and can can easily get into different positions um, more so than in a contact game. So yeah. you will get players who um, prefer offence, prefer defence and prefer individual positions on, on both sides of the ball. Um, but there are other players that will play both sides and can play multiple positions. Um, I myself, I play on defence more than offence. I do play on offence, but um, defence is more my bag. One of those boring people who uh, like a good defensive play. Oh no, no, we approve Russ of that meet on this JG podcast. Meet Russ, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Then we're good company. Geez, I mean, I was, was going to ask man. about um, how often you know whether people play both ways, and are you substituting between between plays, or is it relatively static, and you're trying to catch them just with your your defense and offense when you're playing? It's fairly static, but as as, as um, the game has gone, you get a bit tired. You kind of swap it in that more um, with with flag because because of the format of the game. Um, you don't play competitively. You don't play every week. You play um, a certain amount of game days throughout the season, and during a game day, you'll play two or three games, um, and therefore the, the the fatigue kicks in into the second, into the third yeah. game, and so by that point, you're wanting to kind of swap in and out. But you'll you'll still have a defensive team and an, a defensive team, but you can have players that play both sides of the ball. How how big are the big are the squads? It really depends. I mean, there's some really good big there's teams that have some really big squads. Um, there's teams that will rock up to a game day and have have, have around twenty players sort of on the, the sideline. Um, our our club, we tend to travel with around averaging ten to twelve. Um, okay. So not the biggest so one out of, there. You kind of have to do both, do play play both ways. Yes, in, 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 you know, when the club was first founded and before I joined, um, you know, it was wasn't uncommon for the guys to travel with five players. 
and oh, really? having five players play both sides of the ball for two or three games in a day. So yeah. it really, dep- you know, and, and you still see that with, with some teams, they'll turn up with with a few players, and, and some of them turn up even four players sometimes and, and play a game. Um, but generally, you know, you're, you're averaging sort of 12, 15 players on, on a team yeah. that turn up to a game day. Yeah. How big's the how big's the scene over here? What's the how many how many teams are there in that kind of thing? So there's there's more than you think. I mean, um, so um, the league that we play in is the National uh, Flag Football League. That's the Adult yeah. Mixed League. Um, there's also the Women's Flag Football League and a few cadet leagues. That was another thing um, I was to say. Actually, is there is there a women's game as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a, there's a women's only league. Um, we are a mixed um, team, so we're ad- adults over over age sixteen, uh, both um, men and women. In in our in our league, um, we split into Premiership and Division One. We're in Division One. In totality, there's about sixty teams um, across the Premier oh, yeah. League and in, in Division One. Yeah, um, yeah that's and that's that's not in the women's. So there's, there's a few further teams in the women's league, and then there's the, the what they call the cadet leagues as well, under 14s under 17s, mm. um, and they're developing under 11 um, division as well. So. Always growing. It's the fastest growing version of the sport in this country. Um, there are still probably more contact teams in, in the UK than there are flag teams, but, but flag is growing um, more rapidly in the, the contact game simply because it's it's a far simpler sport. It's, it's simpler to set up a team. It's simpler to, for you as a player to play. It's easy to get into, isn't it? Yeah, you haven't got, a, you haven't got all, the, all the kit that, uh, that they've got to yeah. have for... Uh... Pads, helmets, you yeah, know, exactly. all, all, all that exactly. good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's, that's really good. So, and what what kind of four? I know you said it was obviously two leagues. Does it is it kind of a just a straight division? Does it go down to a, a, a sort of a Super Bowl of sorts type thing, or what's the what kind of format does it does it take in the UK? It's split into into divisions. So mm. Premier League has um, has four divisions. Division one has six. Um, yeah. So the divisions are spread up in up into Scotland, um, in the northeast and northwest. Obviously, the Midlands League where we are, and then there's the southeast and the southwest in in Division yeah. one. And it's a, for Division One teams, you, you're primarily competing to win the league and bring promotion to the Premier the Premier League. Um, generally, it's the top two finishing teams in Division One that kind of get promoted. Although there's, there's a bit of a complicated way of um, working out who does get promoted if, if a few teams kind of are tied on the same kind of winning record. Yeah. Um, but there's so that's the primary um, competition in Division in Div One and. But you do get there's a, there's a finals day at the end of the season where there's historically there's been a bit of a tournament and uh, you pay for a bit of a bit of a trophy in, in the end of the season. Nice. Uh, whereas in the Premiership, there's there is the, their finals day is more around establishing who's kind of like the overall winner of the of yeah. the Prem, um, and yeah, that's the basis of their kind of final day. Mm. So not quite Super Bowl, but it's a but it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. bit of a bit of a bit of a kind of playoff competition. Still nice trophy. Still nice trophy. Uh, the idea to for. play for a national championship or a, or a promotion is is got to be you know it, it's yeah, pretty nice. exciting. You yeah. would have thought. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, when does when does the season run? I think we're all right in thinking we're about to we're about to get into. Uh, yes. So football season. That's right. Yeah. So the um so we we actually have our pre-season tournament this week. We weekend coming. We're traveling on to Preston um for a bit of a. There are pieces in tournaments, just a small one, and then um, the games kick off um, in, into next month, and then go right through until until August. 
Okay, so it's a fairly fairly long so fairly uh, soluble season then. It is, but we we, we spread the, the so the our game days are spread over six game days in the season. So we'll we'll have ah, right. we'll play a sixteen game season. Right, spread over six to six game days. Um, and within that, we we'll play you three or four four games at a, a time, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll play yeah two yeah two or three games at a time on a, on a game day, and we'll play um, each each of the teams in our conference twice, and then we'll have six cross conference games um, within that, and total of sixteen games in the season. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like it's a long time, but you have a couple of weeks in between game days. Yeah, yeah. So it spreads out a little bit. No pressure because I know your, uh, your 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 team are probably going to be listening to uh, to this. But how do you how do you how do you fancy your chances this year? And do you think uh, you're going to be doing all right? We we are historically we've been very competitive in our league. We've, yeah. we've done, we we finished third last season um, behind two very very good teams who who got promoted to the, to the Premier League. Um, and yeah, must so be, we've, must we've, be a we've bit got of a kicker coming, coming third and two going up. It was, yeah, um, and we weren't far off. And you know, if, we, if a few, if, if a few less mistakes had happened throughout the season, we could have been there or thereabouts. Um, so it's hard to have been very competitive this season. They've changed the the leagues around a little bit, so we're playing a few teams this season that we haven't played before. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of difficult to say yeah. how well we might do because we we kind of know we've not got any yardstick to kind of compare ourselves into those teams. But um, yeah. we're confident we've got a good competitive side. We've got some very good talented players, um, and I think we'll do all right this season. Brilliant. And if anyone, if anyone sort of wants to, wants to, uh, anyone listening wants to go about finding out more about the teams sort of in their area or, or wants to get involved, what's where, where, where should they, where should they go, where should they uh, go and have a look? So the first thing to, to, to point to is is going to the the British American Football Association website. Um, Baffer are the kind of governing body for the sport, and they've got yeah. a sort of finder on their on their website. That's BritishAmericanFootball.org. Um, or a little, a little bit of a Google will definitely do the trick. Um, yeah. and you'll, you'll soon find some some clubs to, out there to, to approach. Yeah. Um, and all the clubs have social media um, accounts. So yeah. quite easy to find clubs and you'll, you'll find that, that um, flag teams and, and contact teams will be very much welcoming of, of new players and always looking for new players. It sounds like it's quite, um, a, quite. A, it sounds like it's quite a friendly, quite quite a friendly uh, way of getting into into the sport, I suppose. And it, it sounds like every, every it's quite sort of supportive. It's people of all ages, all sizes, shapes. Every, anyone can have a go, I suppose. That's right. Yeah, and that's 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 the kind of the, the principle that um, that most kind of flag teams work to is, is that it's you know you can you can literally rock up and have a go of the sport. You just need to think of you know a pair of football boots, a, a bottle of water. And, and have a go. Um, it's that simple. Um, and as I say, most most teams will be very welcoming, um, yeah. and we're more than happy for you to come down and, and have a go. So definitely, if you if you really want to have a go at the sport and, and try it, then flag football is the way to go. Approach a team. Don't, don't be afraid of approaching a team and getting involved, yeah. um, and just give it a whirl. And if you are in the Nottingham area, give the Nottingham Bears a try. We're always looking, always looking for for new players, um, wanting to kind of expand the on a team um, you'll find it at nottinghamburst.com or we're all over Facebook um, Instagram and Twitter and um, just search for Nottingham Bears Whereabouts Whereabouts do you play is it is it in Nottinghamshire Yes we're based in Beeston in Nottingham Beeston. Um, so fairly easy to get to um, just outside the centre mm. um, so yeah come on down if you fancy a game um, hit us up on social media 
and uh, get involved. I'm sure you've I'm sure you've sold it. it sounds uh, sounds good fun. Uh, it will be remiss of us to uh, have you on and not talk about the uh, the Broncos, especially at uh, at the at the minute in in off season and, and free agency, as we were just talking a minute ago about. Uh, uh, all the, uh, the 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 changes that have happened. I, sh- I assume you're pretty happy with the off-season moves that you've uh, you've made so far. Yeah, it's pretty hard to be unhappy with uh, a quarterback like Russell Wilson in in, in the on the centre <laughs> this season. Um, so very happy is. about that. Um, a bit scary that we've had to give up so much to get him, but I think he's pretty much hit the market value for yeah. a player of his, his, his calibre. Um, and made some good moves in, on the defensive side as well with uh, Gregory and and Jones. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, very happy. Very, very happy to finally see that I'm a good go at sorting down the quarterback position after what six years of mid mediocrity, really. Um, so I mean, it's yeah, the first truly you know established quarterback, you know, real starter you've had since Peyton retired, isn't it? I mean, that, that it's been it's been the problem, and I think that's why it was such a big all in move is because it's just been, you know, it's been such a challenge trying to find find a successor and and, and for drafts hadn't quite worked out and it almost felt like you were too competitive to get that bad pick but so the development ones you hadn't hadn't quite worked out and so it needed something like this just to just to get someone through the door yeah exactly um uh, we've had a lot of quarterbacks haven't we? i think we've had 11 quarterbacks since since manning um it's high time 11 11 yeah um it's high time we sorted that out really as uh, you know, as you said it's that's been a problem for the past few seasons. But we're not yeah. with you know, I think we've had one winning season since Peyton um, retired. Um, so um, I think the, the main reason for that was was the fact that we've you know, struggled with the quarterback and we've not really had a lead on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, the shocking stat that's still stuck in my brain is the fact that Von Miller hadn't played in a play, playoff game since since the Super Bowl until yeah. until the Rams got in this year. Yeah. Yes. Well, did, did right. you think he was coming back? He was making he was making noises for the for, you know he was asking about his old locker and I, I don't know how excited the fan base got it or whether they were a bit suspicious of whether it was ever going to come off or not. I was a bit I was a bit surprised when I when I, when I heard he might be coming back. Um, obviously, he would have been would have walked about with open arms. Um, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't quite a bit. I think it turned out that he was, he was uh, a little bit too expensive for uh, what we were looking for, and uh, ended up at the back at the, over the bills, which especially especially makes, makes the Russell, bills look more lethal this season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Anyway, enough enough of that. You two with you with your elite level quarterbacks, your settled elite level quarterbacks. <laughs> Uh, hey, I, I, we can go back to flag football, and I can start asking you about defensive schemes and and, and and whether they're sat there in cover one or cover two. But you know, you, you always get upset <laughs> with me when 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 I when I start go, going off into X's and O's. I'm more, more than happy, more than happy. You just uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll just get people turning off. That's all. It's, it's Anyway, Russ, thank you very much for that. That's, uh, that's, that's really great. I, 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 like Russ said, obviously, if you uh, if if Russ has uh, has has got you uh, got you got you got you thinking about playing, uh, it's uh, yeah, BritishAmericanFootball.org uh, for uh, Buffer and uh, NottinghamBears.com for, uh, for for Russ's team. And so, I think uh, but- Dan, we're going to have to get get down to their next home game day if we can we, we we ought to go and see see and check it out shouldn't we why not it's, it's only on the road might as well yeah you'll be more than welcome our, our home day home day day is on 11th of june 11th of june right i'll stick it in the calendar definitely you're gonna stick around for some trivia why not why not 
Excellent. Hey, Dan, it's a hardcore legend, Mick Foley. And I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast, The Wrong Football on iTunes. Okay, right. It wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be The Wrong Football Podcast without a bit of trivia. Uh, G has uh, not managed Failed. to get any this week. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have I, 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 I uh, have got something there together. And it was, I got it a week or so ago. It's all been thrown out the window since all of these new, new contracts have come in. So... It's correct to the end of last season. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, so I happened to stumble across a list of the top 15 best all-time paid players throughout the whole of their career um, the other week. There are, oh, of, those, of those, uh, those, those top 15, there are two defensive players. Who are those defensive players? And... Where else do you think they are? Oh, rats. Because I was sat here, and as you were saying that, I was getting all prepped because um, 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 when, <laughs> one of the podcasts I do, they talk about um, and sort of like the um, business of sports all-stars, and they're always talking about the quarterbacks, you know, who who caught the end of the last CBA before yeah. before before you got the enormous things. And obviously um, our gentleman in, at the Rams just, you know, signed an extension after getting all, you know, one of the last quarterbacks to get those huge rookie deals. But now you're mentioning defensive players. That's got to be someone who's played for a long time. There I'm going to give I'll, Russ I'll give a shot a, whilst I desperately try and remember the name of the player I'm thinking of. Give me a I'll second. Give you, I'll give you a clue. Ages. One of yeah. them's still going and one of them isn't. Any ideas, either of you? No pressure, thanks, MG. Um, that's a classical <laughs> question. So I suppose my first guess would be somebody like JJ Watt. That's a very good shout. Oh, that's a very good guess. Contract. But he's not in the top fifteen. Oh. Okay, this might be an odd one, but he played for absolutely forever. Charles Woodson. Again, not in the top fifteen. I mean, Aaron Donald. No. Should I give you teams that they're that they're associated with? Yeah, yeah. Give give us give us some teams as a hint because this so, is, this is this is a real career wild breaker. This one. <laughs> <laughs> so so one of them is a is a is a, is a very much associated with the Cardinals, and one of them. Just won a Super Bowl, and these are defensive players. Defensive players. Well, if, I mean, the obvious one, I guess, would be Von Miller, who's no. just won a Super Bowl. No, it's got to be pass rusher or corner, hasn't it? Really, <laughs> Weddle. No. Oh no, hang on. He hasn't just won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl the year before last. Sorry. <laughs> oh, here we go. Sorry. No wonder we're struggling. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, Cardinals no. one still right. The Cardinals one still right. You can still have a go at that one. Well, the problem is I'm sitting there thinking um, defensive players like for the Cardinals. You think of Cardinals and it's all um, Tyron Matthew. No. Right. I'm going to put you out of your misery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we're, we're suffering so, here. So in 12th was Larry Fitzgerald. Who's a receiver. <laughs> Not a defensive player at all. Oh, I, I look really silly now, don't I? That's really, really <laughs> silly. That was literally the only player I could think of for the Cardinals. And I'm thinking, well, it can't be him because he's not a defensive player. That's really, really silly. There's only one player in the uh, the top 15 that's a uh, defensive <laughs> player. Uh, he's 15th. Uh, and it's Ndamukong Su. Definitely is. Really? Yes. 166 what? million. 
as of the end of last season. Made. I now I need to look up the years in the CBA and stuff because I'm guessing you must have. That's that's not the name you would have expected. It's not what I would have expected being in there. But then again, I classed Larry Fitzgerald as a, as a defensive. Yeah, player, I mean a so, Hall of yeah. Fame right, wide receiver. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes me. I'm going to look really silly now. <laughs> it happens to us all. Um, uh, no surprise. No, no prizes for guessing who was top. Uh, that was Tom Brady. Uh, 292 million up to the end of last season. Uh, any guesses on the, the highest former Bengal and the highest former Bronco? Highest former Bronco is easy. Running. Yeah. He was seventh, 248 million. Four million See, short of his brother. His brother made more money than him. See, I'm I'm guessing a quarterback because we've always paid, paid quarterbacks. It wouldn't be Carson Palmer, would it? It is. He was 13th. Uh, yeah, 174 million. Yep, yep. And the one thing the Bengals have always done is paid their quarterbacks yeah. when they've deserved it. So there we go. Yeah, so um, Joe Burrow will be getting an enormous contract next season. Absolutely. Well, and and fair play to him for, for, for doing it. Well, you know, it. he's got he's got to keep himself in that wardrobe somehow. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, that's it. Some of these, these shiny sunglasses. <laughs> Right, well done. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. That was a good, uh, good uh, bit of uh, bit of film, wasn't it? We're back. Uh, well, I don't know when we'll be back in a couple of weeks. I would imagine with a uh, bit of an update, possibly uh, for the draft. Uh, I would, I would think. Uh, but those Jack- draft prep would 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 be be, be I guess the next one. It's, it's going to be a few it? more weeks to the draft, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah so some, uh, something along those lines. Don't forget to uh, check out BritishAmericanFootball.org if Russ has got you uh, interested in getting involved in the uh, British game, and of course NottinghamBears.com if you're uh, in the East Midlands area. Uh, if you've liked what you've heard, please uh, let us know by liking, subscribing, and maybe even leaving a uh, little five-star review through whatever medium you procure your podcast. That way, uh, you'll not only uh, make sure that you uh, don't miss any of our preview episodes, but obviously, once the uh, regular season start comes back, you'll be uh, you'll get our weekly episodes as well. Uh, if you've got a question or something you want us to uh, discuss next week or next time, uh, please get in touch. I'm at TWF Dan on Twitter, and G is at Wrong Football. In the meantime, enjoy your football. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Draft picks, draft picks.